Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All A Bravo by Betches Podcast We don't say that but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on track me bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep we Hey everyone welcome back to the Mention It All Podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld It's Monday Happy Monday I'm here Most exciting part (laughs) Um, I am here to report that I saw Halloween kills. No. And were you scared? I have to say Mrs. Richards Umansky was kind of the best part of the movie. And I've heard, (laughs) I've heard other people say that like, it's not, I'm not just being like, LOL. Kyle was amazing. Like she was pretty good. And she, that is. Her part was legit. Wow. Like she was not like it wasn't like a little cameo. Like oh, it's Lindsay. Now she gets killed. Like she's like a real character in the movie. You know what's the most fascinating part about that? Uh, not fascinating, actually. Like impressive is that she mentioned she hasn't done this in forty plus years, and she hasn't acted since then. You know, maybe a role right. here. So she just picked this back up. And for you to say she was that good, and for other people, like that's that's really great yeah it's funny i saw like somebody when i tweeted that i tweeted something about her being like good in the movie and somebody was like of course she's good like she's been an actress all her life no. and it's like, i mean she <laughs> has acted over the course of her life but like to say that she's been an actress for the last you know right. 10 or right. 15 years is just like a little false i will say okay this is a spoiler so if you don't want any, if you don't want the movie spoiled Earmuffs. for you a little bit, skip like 30 seconds forward. So Lindsay doesn't die in the movie. That's so, like a major spoiler. <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, she's not the main character. But like, so <laughs> therefore, I'm like, is Kyle going to be in wow. the oh, yeah. third one? Because there's the last movie is coming out a year from now. And obviously, like, it would have been a spoiler to say before it came out. But now I'm like, Put her in the next movie. She was kind of good. I agree. And also, like, if they don't, that's kind of weird because she's still alive. Yeah. Like she she like she like goes to the hospital because she gets injured. And then um, you don't really see her again in the movie. Like there's not really like closure for her storyline, but it's going to the third movie is going to be like directly after. So it's like show Lindsay again. I don't know. Um, Also, like (laughs) how many people probably watched this movie? Because of Kyle, like she has an impact. We are really like, you know, pumping her up right now, which we yeah. Should, okay, I mean. so so I also this weekend I had a busy weekend of watching things. I started Real Housewives of Miami from the beginning for the first Everyone, time. Give Dylan a round of applause. Because, you know, Peacock is really like dragging us around. We don't know the date yet. They won't tell us the date. But it, it, I feel like it in my bones, I feel it's coming soon. And so yeah. I'm like, now is the time. I've put it off long enough. 
Okay. Um, I know you haven't watched that much yet, but right. initial thoughts quick. Uh, um, so it, I'm on, I'm still on the first season and it's the first season. If you're like not aware, it wasn't originally going to be a housewives show. It was this other concept where they're like, mm-hmm. each woman throws a like cooking dinner party. And so it is kind of funny because it's like, they add in other stuff that makes it feel very housewivesy, but then they'll be like, so for my cooking party, I'm going to do something very authentic and Cuban. And it's like, okay, like you don't have to explain it. Like, <laughs> It's kind of funny, but I do. I think it's a fun cast. Obviously yeah. the cast, you know, changes and it's not, it's not going to be exactly the same, but like a lot of the women are coming back. Like Larsa is going to be on the new season, Alexia, Marisol, like it's going to feel yeah, I think I'm curious to see, like, because it's been like eight years ish since it was on, are they going to really do like, OK, like I want to know, like, what has Alexia been through in the last right. eight years? Because like a lot of them are not with the same partners. We know or... what Larsa has been up to in the last eight or plus years. <laughs> right? Is Larsa, is Larsa <laughs> going to be like, so the last time you saw me, I was married and now I'm like a Kardashian throwaway friend, like. I w- I need them to actually like address the interim years because I feel like we like the new season I feel like is going to be like a where are they now but like right. we need to know mm. all the stuff that happened in between. Yeah. Okay, before we get into Potomac and Salt Lake City, there's something that happened like that we didn't even have time to discuss and we will yeah. we will find out more and I think you know what I'm going to say, but the whole rumor with Lala and Randall I know floating around. So and... she she deleted, archived some pics right. of Randall, which she has done before, and she has talked about well, publicly. Didn't they used to not follow each other. They never have followed each other. That's okay. So that's like the big thing, right? Is like I was getting some DMs over the weekend that it's like Lala and Randall unfollowed each other, and it's like they never if did. You, if you pay attention, they've spoken publicly multiple right. times about how they don't follow each other on Instagram and they think it's like unhealthy for their relationship, whatever. Um, So that is like a non-issue, but she did archive some pictures and she's done that before. And she said, I think like last summer she did it and she's like, yeah, like Randall makes me mad. And then I archived the pictures and it's, it is what it is. So like, but then she posted this Instagram story of them, like, checking into a hotel with the baby and the song on the story is sorry like by che- Beyonce. It's like a cheating song. It's like a cheater. It's like <laughs> a, I got cheated on Anthem. <laughs> Can I just so, say my personal opinion is that I don't think it's healthy to not follow your significant other because. I've, yeah. I mean the whole thing, it's like, I feel like it's, you're playing some kind of game. And at not that in high point, school. at that point in your relationship, it's like, why can't you be normal? Like, <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, listen, if that's what helps them, then that's fine. But for me, I would, I would go crazy no, if it was the, no, it's, I wasn't. it's weird to me. It's like you, like, you should be like responding to my Instagram stories. You should be not in like, my Instagram stories. <laughs> right. Like if we're at that point, like if I post something like funny on my Instagram story, like I need you to have seen it. Right. Like you should yeah. be the first person watching it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you should, should be... have, you should have post notifications on for me, <laughs> let alone be following. Like, come on. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I feel know. like I don't feel confident to say that it's like Lala and Randall broke up. It's over. Like, I think 
there's like something going on, but I also feel like some people are being a little like premature to be like, it's over. It's over. They're done. Yeah. I don't know when we're even going to get information or if, cause I like, I don't know if she'll address it, but like, again, these people don't understand that we need to know. So well, also, I mean, Lala was just posting last week about their wedding that they're planning. So like, if that's not happening, we'll know eventually. Wedding <laughs> brings out people's true colors. So. I know. I, it was kind of fun. <laughs> she posted the dress that she was going to wear yeah. for their like original wedding date. And she started from scratch, she said, for the new wedding. So the new wedding, the the postponed date, whatever. Let's <laughs> we'll we'll update you when you know when we know more. Let's talk about Potomac. We're still wherever it is. Okay, so while I was watching last night, I was like, oh, God, what are we going to say tomorrow? We have plenty of time to look up where they actually are. And I don't think either of us are. (laughs) It is the Chesapeake. That is the correct region. Yeah, Chesapeake Bay. Like I looked it up, though, because last week I remember I was like, it's the Chesapeake in Massachusetts. (laughs) It is not. The Chesapeake is in Maryland, Virginia area. And the license plate of the bus or the boat they were on was Maryland. So I was like, I don't know where the fuck they are. But also, anyway, this is wait, fun. This is, this is like a fun little Easter egg in the house they're staying in. There's numbers on the doors and the numbers are the Maryland flag. That's like the print. I, I know the Maryland flag because it's like wow. a thing. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Guys, sorry, you know, I get a little sidetracked. Speaking of states and whatever, I play. I, I have a trivia question for you, Dylan. Okay. And I know you'll get it. What there is are 50 the big, states. What I know that. What is the biggest? Alaska. Good job. That is a fun fact that I want all of you to take home to your friends and family because I feel like people don't know. But anyway, the Housewives of Anchorage coming to Peacock 2022. I mean, honestly, I'm not I'm not against it, but on this car ride home from dinner, because like it, it, the dick talking and everything starts and oh people God. are starting to pull down their, and it's just a little much for Gordon's, me. Gordon's talking about, he wants to see some pussy popping. Like Gordon to me is a little bit unsavory. Like mm. I, <laughs> I don't like, I don't have a problem with people talking about sex or like, I'm not yeah. like, I'm not like a prude. I'm not like, I don't get weird about that stuff, but it's like, but we're in agreement that that was weird. He's like a little, aggressive about it and it feels like he's like pulling other people into it rather than just like if you want to be like a little raunchy that's one thing but like I don't know like I just don't find I don't love his energy and something about it feels like a little bit skeezy to me I agree and someone made a point that he was also doing it in front of a group that like he doesn't really know like he's just first meeting them you're not like really, really intoxicated. The whole bus isn't that intoxicated. You're not like on. You're not like on an island somewhere. You know, getting lit. Like it was weird. It was coming back also, from dinner. They've they're coming back from this dinner that like objectively didn't go that well. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like the mood on the bus was not like that festive. <laughs> like, Maybe he was trying to. Br- I don't know. It was just like. No, if me I do. And my husband, I, I, I listen. Let's move. It's it was too much. Well, yeah, we'll 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 talk more, Gordon, in a few minutes. Oh, but yes. um, so Ooh. Giselle and Robin are un- not satisfied with their room situation, and they decide late at night that they're going to leave for a hotel that's like thirty miles away. Which you know, clearly they're sort of in the middle of nowhere, so the options are not 
bountiful. But um, well, there was one closer, but it was a two and a half star hotel. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a motel. Um, <laughs> I personally thought that their decision to go to the hotel was fine. Like I didn't have an issue with them making that decision. I do think it's a little bit like they could have decided earlier in the evening and just said, you know, I think we're going to go to a hotel later. I did think the like leaving after midnight, a Scala, like carrying their bags down the stairs, like in secret and like Wendy watching out the window as they left. Like it was a weird dynamic. I agree in the fact that they have said they were uncomfortable. That's fine. But again, yeah, the leaving in the middle of the night and they were like purposely sneaking out like they didn't want people to know or see them. So because they very could have done what you said and been like, you know what, guys, like we looked up hotels, like no hard feelings. Like we're going to we're just going to stay somewhere else. Right. Like they should have just they could have said it on the bus home. Like, hey, everyone, like just so you know, like when we get back, we're going to like pack up our stuff and go to a hotel. No hard feelings. And also like. With Wendy, like, I don't think they needed to, like, knock on Wendy's bedroom door and be like, hi, we're leaving. But, like, you know, it's a it's a courtesy to just, like, let everyone know that you're not going to be there. Right. Here we are again, Dylan, solving the problems that could have been done, like, on camera immediately. Well, I will say I felt like we had, like, a little bit of, um, <laughs> a little bit of a, like, a smoothing over moment between Wendy and Robin and Giselle. Once we got to the boat, you know, people, I feel like on the boat, people were like in a mood of let's have a nice time, which I, it was nice after the dinner. Yes. It was a little, it was a little slow. All I needed, all I wanted watching this boat scenes. I was like, can someone turn on music? Like they need music. Can someone play like there? I need something in the background. This is so awkward it reminded me of on atlanta last season um when fallon hosted that halloween party and it (laughs) before before things got crazy when they were all just kind of showing up and they were literally just like sitting around the table with nothing to do and there was like no music no entertainment and it was like okay like some of these some of these events need to be like spiced up a little bit. Yeah. Can I just say also Karen's commentary last night was on one. Like she really had an episode like she when when Robin and Giselle left, she said it was tackier than the way Giselle dresses, which I was like, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) You're not wrong. You're really not wrong. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honeylove is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. 
you won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. I also love Ray shows up and Ray Aww. was like in Ray was like in good form last night. He was yeah. like cracking his little jokes. The joke about like when Giselle said the thing about Karen breaking her toe and Ray <laughs> said, how, how, how'd you miss the neck? That was like, so he's so witty. And like, I yes. loved that. I loved that Giselle was like able to laugh at that. Like Giselle and Ray actually have like a fun little dynamic. And yeah. I wish Karen could kind of like get over it, her thing and be like, cause I, I think Ray is so good at like just being friendly to whoever's in the room. And like, it was a nice energy. And are I are getting more along with the women than the women, like the women know, that like, are fighting, like, the husbands like are getting is, more along. Chris yes. is getting along with Ashley. Ray is getting along with Giselle. I think, you know, Gordon is, well, you know, we'll talking see. to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> when, okay. So when Ashley FaceTimed Giselle and Wendy, uh, Giselle and Robin the next morning, I felt like that was a little typical, like Ashley move right there. Like she FaceTimed them in the kitchen in front of everyone. Didn't say who was there. Like it was on speaker, but then Giselle was talking that Wendy didn't, you know, talk to her, the host didn't talk to her. And then the they played flashbacks. Yeah, they played flashbacks of Wendy certainly acknowledging them and like seeing everything. I feel in the situation that the rooms, they just weren't seeing eye to eye. Wendy didn't think she did anything wrong. Giselle and Robin think that they needed to be put up in a five star. Like it was just a disconnect. But again, yeah. like right there, Giselle was like talking about Wendy. But then when Wendy came on the screen, like she didn't say anything. Wendy's like behind the camera on the FaceTime and it's like, uh, we're doing this again. I, yeah, no, I agree with you about the room thing. I don't think that Wendy necessarily was like super gracious or accommodating as a host, yeah. but at the same time, also like the house is the house production is mostly planning these trips. So I don't think it was like Wendy's fault that there wasn't, you know, an equal number of bathrooms or whatever but it's like at the end of the day I think Giselle and Robin going to the hotel was probably like the best move it just was like handled in a little bit of a messy way but you know did make a good point though and she was like what if Juan was with me and I was like huh that's true true. and that you know there's men in the house Robin was talking very open about the fact that she was on her period and so she just like (laughs) wasn't that comfortable 
And when they were on the boat and they talked about it, I, I thought Robin was totally, I thought she handled it really well that she was like, I didn't go to the hotel because I was like mad at Wendy. I went to the hotel because I didn't feel super comfortable. And that's all there I is to it. I loved that. And like, it was, it's one of those things where like, you could feel it, something that's not that deep getting like blown out of proportion. And Robin really in that moment, like brought it back. And she's like, look, n- we went to the hotel to be comfortable. It wasn't like, we didn't go to the hotel to make, to like make a thing. We just like, did what we needed to do for ourselves. And it's like, yeah, like at the end of the day, who cares? I loved when Robin said that. And because she has a tendency of like, she doesn't, she doesn't like overreact, but she kind of gets dragged into like whatever is happening with Giselle. And I've said this in the past too, where she kind of does separate herself at times. So right in this conversation, when she was like, I was doing what I was comfortable with, like just explaining. And then she was like, I can't speak for Giselle though. Like, I don't know what Giselle wanted to do. And Giselle's like, I'm good. I'm good. And I was like, no, say how you feel. Like, right. That's like Giselle is the one making like shady comments about Wendy. Whereas for Robin, it's, and I liked her conversation with Escala because I thought, I thought we kind of like stripped away some of the like drama. And she was like, you know, it's not anything negative about Wendy necessarily. I just don't know if we actually are as compatible as I thought we were last year when we first met. And I think that was like an important sort of thing to hear from Robin because it's like, there was so much like messiness and drama and a lot of that had to do with Giselle. And so for her to say like, I don't hate Wendy. I don't think Wendy is like, a terrible person. I just don't know if like we actually are on that level with each other. And then of course, well, Mia, the, yes. the second me, I me, saw messy her, Mia, the second I, I saw her in the background, I was like, Oh she, my like, God. If you don't see in, this coming, yes. She like saunters in to get a little fruit plate and then overhears <laughs> miss overhears and is like <laughs> running upstairs to Wendy. Like, so Robin was saying all this shit about you. I heard and you're then, a different person. I heard you're a different person. Who'd you hear that from? Robin. <laughs> I like how everyone in the group, the second Robin is like, that's not what I said. No one in the group is questioning Robin. Everyone right away is like, Mia, come on. Like everyone in the group knows that Mia is like unreliable as a I actually like that they don't source. get mad that she's just really, really bad at the game telephone. Like they're like, Mia, like what is like listen to what they say and then say it. But she's like laughing at herself and she's like, listen, I'm just like, maybe I'm not good at this. Like, I'm just saying what I thought I heard. And I, and I like how they're not, how they. Yeah. It's funny. Like how fun with it. It's funny how quickly this group has learned to kind of like not take Mia that seriously. (laughs) Like, like they they're she's still like the new girl and they're like, Oh, like that's just Mia. Like, okay, whatever. But I, so it was nice. It, it was nice that Robin was able to communicate how yes. she actually felt about Wendy. And I liked that in this, <clears throat> in this one moment, Giselle sort of took the high road and was like, no, like we're cool, whatever. Not like we're yes. cool, but like, I don't need to like drag you. And, and they weren't getting into it right then and there, but I had to say about Mia that, 
the thing I like about her when she does this is she starts. So she brings up the drama and then she starts it. So she is like out of the blue says what she heard. And like, and then she calls herself and she's like, okay, well that's not what I heard. But like, right. She I, like, she kind of backs down really easily a lot of the time. Yeah. Cause she knows she's like wrong. I think that this conversation, like we always see, we need, we never know how much time needs to go by for these conversations. But the fact that all the women were like, why don't you, well, not all Wendy was like, why don't you, you guys talk? You want to fix something so bad, Mia, like you and Candace. And I was like, honestly, good call, Wendy. Yeah. Like Mia's like, Mia's like, I just want everyone to get along. And it's like, you're the one who was throwing salad at Candace yesterday. (laughs) Like there's an obvious elephant in the room. And I thought they did a pretty good job of talking through it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Candace was really, you know, as much as Candace, Candace's words can be problematic sometimes, I thought in this case, she did a really good job of explaining, you know, I've worked really hard on this. This is my project. You know, I don't, I'm not always super confident that I'm doing everything correctly. So like for you to then come in and be right. criticizing it is really painful. And I thought Mia seemed to take that in. And, you know, I think Mia is the kind of person where like, she probably still would say that the video was low budget, but like she gets, she's like, okay, now I understand that boundary with you. And it's like, okay. So you're basically saying, you're basically saying, okay, so I'll still think the video is low budget. I just know that I shouldn't say it to you. And it's like, she was like, I know how to handle Candace. So, or balance her. So like, I'm still going to be honest but I know how to be honest with you. And I was like, Oh, I don't think, I think you're missing a little bit of that, but you know what? We're, we're taking steps forward. So I wouldn't say that it's like personal growth, but I think it will be, (laughs) it will be helpful for the group dynamic. And then Mia explains more of her mom's story about how she went to prison and all her sobriety and all of that stuff. And we got, you, you know, similar to, what we just said about Mia, Candace's response, it's like she says the right thing in the moment, but then in her confessional, when she's like, you know, I didn't know, but now that I know, I would never, I'll just talk about her feet instead. It's like, well, you knew like some stuff after the first time. And then you said it like three more times. And also, you were literally like, I don't care. I don't care about her mother. So like, it's, it's like kind of funny to me that Candace is now pretending that the second she knew there was baggage there, she would never bring it up again. And it's like, I mean, you did. Also, Like the girl can't do anything about the size of her foot. So like, why are you going? It's tired. I think like, you know, if she wants like, if she wants to call Ashley forehead, like whatever, but like, no, that's, the, <laughs> I know like it is, but like the big feet thing, it's like, who, who cares? Yeah. Get a new joke. Yeah. It's get a I new think, one. Right. It's like Candace, like obviously some of the things she says are like wildly offensive. Like the slave driver thing is just like, what are you talking about? But like some of the stuff she says, it's just like, just don't just chill. Or it's the type of insult where it's like funny or it could be funny the first time, but the third and fourth, it's like, right. Like, okay. okay. When she, 
<laughs> a couple episodes ago when she said Jolly Green Giant, like that made me laugh. But then it's like, we don't need to hear about her feet every time right. you're talking about her. Also, when she's like, I'll come after your feet instead, it's like, you guys are having a nice moment right now. Maybe just don't come after anything for a second. Right. Like when, when Mia was like, don't talk about my, if you're going to just attack me, I don't think, I think she was saying that as like a, uh, you know, just don't come after my family. But Candace took that and ran with it. She's like, oh, okay, wait. So I can still talk about like, she's like, okay, so I can talk about the feet. (laughs) I can talk about the marriage. I can talk about the whatever, (laughs) whatever. I don't know. It It seems like a good, yeah. Good overall conversations for all. Yeah. I think both of them are still their messy selves deep down, but I think they had it. They were both ready to have some sort of resolution. Um, so we'll and see Escala's how long Escala's outfit wins. Yes. Escala always looks good. She yes. looks, she looks better than she performs. I would say, <laughs> I don't know about us. Like, I still feel like Escala has been, she's been around a lot this season. Mm-hmm. It's not like she is like totally uninvolved, but I feel like she hasn't really like given us that much. Like she hasn't really had any moments that are hers. She's more been like peripheral to other people's. Yeah. Like they needed her. They were like, oh shoot, we need someone to carry Giselle's bags down. Escala. Like she's, I, I feel like she's a good person for like anyone in the cast to sort of like bounce off of. Or like, yeah, like if if it's like, oh, like I want to talk through something, Ascala's here. But like, I don't really feel like Ascala has like moments from this season. Yeah, like even a few weeks ago when she was the one saying like, let's not talk about business. She's she's like the mediator in obvious. Right. And, but I guess that's good because I would prefer that as opposed to like, I don't know, drama. But I guess we all want drama like always. Oh, dra- drama and it what? killed me when it killed me when they were talking about dramamine and Mia goes wait it's dramamine right she's like you're like, Phil the drama girl and I was like <laughs> I don't know Candace is not the time you guys haven't talked yet she doesn't know if you're kidding Drama dramamine is so funny to which me. by the way like I take bonine not dramamine because I am dramamine to seasickness and it is no fucking joke if you've ever been like seasickness is no joke like i can't step foot on a boat without a pill it's bad so chris wow. bad decision to go on hungover sorry um <laughs> good to know um quickly let's talk about this last little interaction on the bus between ashley and gordon which Gordon, like Gordon just needs to mind his own business. Yes. Stay in your lane. Stay in your space. Ashley's like, just let me be in my corner. He's like making these weird comments about how she's like taking a nap right after he said he wanted to take a nap. And it's like, leave me alone. Like, I totally feel for Ashley in this moment because she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm a mom. I have two kids at home. Like, I barely sleep. Like, let me fucking close my eyes on the bus. Like, leave me alone. Also, the worst thing ever is when you literally just want someone to leave you alone. And like, they they don't like they're just he's like heckling her. And right, right, right. There's no there's no like there's no like context for him m- making fun of her, teasing her. It's like, can you like fucking stop it? Like, ew. And it got me in like he, he was like, well, you can stay over there, but I'm still going to talk about you. And it was like and his voice like changed. And it was like, wait what is happening right now? Are you like really trying to like 
start a fight. Like, yeah, I don't know. It felt like he was like coming for her. And it's like, can you not? Like, I don't, ugh, I, he weirds me out. We'll but see. Yeah. We'll yeah, see about I, I'm curious to see what happens next episode because I'm like, this is strange. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, let's talk about Salt Lake because I feel like we're going long. This was an episode. I know there was like some interesting stuff, like some intense emotions. Um, we start with Lisa and Whitney doing their silks class, which kind of looks fun. Like I, I feel like I would, in my mind, it would be fun. I would probably be very bad at it, but like, I don't know. It, I've always wanted to try one of those classes too. It does like, but definitely not like Whitney's definitely fun, but she's so like good at it that it's like, intimidating she's like like, i've never done silks before but i know my way around a pole (laughs) so she she will work a pole into any conversation oh 100 but like in this scene it didn't fool me for one second but i was like oh okay they're laughing smiling and pretending they're friends for five whole minutes oh i i literally i i tweeted about this scene i was like i love a friendship that you know is gonna last for 48 hours maximum like like, come on, well, come on. In this episode, I so got well ever I so badly want to like Lisa. And then it's just well, I, I can't get there. I mean, I yeah, we'll t- we'll t- we'll get to it. But I just yeah, this from the beginning, it's like these two are not tr- are trying so hard to pretend that they are great with each other and they're just I don't think they're meant to be great with each other I don't and that's either okay. exactly I don't think they should be friends you shouldn't FYI to everyone you shouldn't tr- have to try this it's not like a job interview it's your friend well, and, it's natural and when Lisa's like when Lisa's like I'm good with Whitney Meredith and Jen are hanging out who knows maybe Heather's next it's like well first of all you've you've been quote-unquote good with Whitney for like an hour I wouldn't say that Meredith and Jen are like BFFs yet. And like, you haven't even spoken to Heather. So like, it's a little bit premature to pretend that like everybody in the group is now getting along. Yeah. I don't see it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Robert senior has returned from Florida or wherever he was. um, And Mary seems distraught about it. And it's, it's a little jarring because we haven't like, you know, she talked about how it was like nice to be alone and, you know, she liked talking to herself, all that stuff. But like, she's fucking miserable in her marriage. And we, re- I feel like this episode more than ever before, we really 
see that and it's like oh this is not a good situation yeah this was very this is actually hard to watch because of how uncomfortable she felt in her own home and with her own husband like in Mm -hmm. that scene in the kitchen like she was like stuttering over her words because she didn't know and also because he was gone i think for six months or a year i don't i I remember it was six months then i guess he stayed so uh, overall whatever almost a year he was gone she got so comfortable within that lifestyle and had her own routine that now it's like weird that he's there, even though they've been together for so long. She like was asking him what to do with like cooking. She, she really just didn't know to do it. It really was sad to watch. Like it was, you shouldn't feel that way in your own home and it's, in your own it's, relationship. It was a little strange because in the scene where she's talking to Meredith, she's saying how if Robert jr, her son like leaves the house, she won't know what to do with herself and she wants him to stay. But like a couple episodes ago when they were like out to lunch, when she was out to lunch with her son, she's like trying to ship him off to the army and like to asking how he's going to pay his rent. And it's like, something is amiss here. Like that's, it's not, she is not like, I, I don't think she's like doing well. And she, I think she's like struggling with what she wants, what she needs for herself. But like, something isn't isn't good in that's this funny situation. you say that because she did mention that like if he leave, if robert jr leaves and like it will just be the two of them and like their marriage that revolves around this child so he's the missing piece you know like the missing right. piece to that puzzle but then it i it i did go back to like what you were saying a few weeks ago where like she was like it seems like she doesn't even want to live like hang out with her son so it's like right. hold on what what is like yeah, it's like Maybe there's she's something just lost. Like she doesn't there's something, know. It feels like there's something deeper where she's just like her life is not what she wants, or like she's not conti- like I don't know. It's weird, and I don't know if we'll really get answers because I don't think she has answers. Um, Mary, but whatever. Um, so then we have this like fish pedicure situation with Jenny and Lisa and Meredith. And I love when, so Lisa's the first one there. And I love how she like announces as each person walks in. She's like, Jenny, Meredith. She does that. Anytime she walks into like anywhere, she always like, she's like, She's like, we got oh, Whitney. Her <laughs> initial like- energy is really great. But then behind it, you don't know where it's coming from. So she's like a hype girl, really. But then it's like, oh, OK, like yeah. reel it in. She's like, I'm neurotic about my feet. So I get at least two pedicures a week, even in the winter. That's like that's crazy to me. That that's is a lot. because I love manicure pedicures. I get I do get them like regularly, but twice a week is almost like that's almost like not good for your feet. How many like layers of skin are being yeah, removed? Like, you actually that's... shouldn't do that. <laughs> I do have um, to say I've always wanted to get one of these fish pedicures, though, because it just like it's something new. And I've, I want to like, right. see how it's like it a feels. Fun, you should do I, it. I thought they were only like in Greece. Like Jenny, Jenny said she did it in Thailand. Like I thought it was only like, I, I didn't know you could do it here. Oh no. They have them like in New York for sure. Okay. I will look into it. <laughs> Barry's like on Groupon right now. She found it. Um, <laughs> but Jenny, Jenny opens up about her situation with Dewey wanting more kids. And specifically she tells the story about when she, gave birth to a daughter who 
basically they lost right away. And this is a super intense story. And specifically, she talks about how she was sedated or like put under some kind of anesthetic while basically throughout the whole experience of giving birth and losing the baby. And Dewey was the one who was watching the whole thing unfold. And really he was like traumatized by it. And obviously she, you know, was really affected by it too, but that like Dewey feels somehow like they need to have another baby, like because of this situation where for her, it's like, all of these experiences of losing pregnancies and all of this hurt is like a reason why she doesn't want to have another kid. And it's like, it's tough to see how they're like dealing with this differently. And it's really like causing so much stress in their relationship. Yeah. The most frustrating part, well, there's a lot, so I don't even know the most, most frustrating, but the fact that we can talk about the, we can talk about the Dewey scene too. Oh yeah. But the fact that she could also, she could die if she carries another baby. So like that's, it's her, her concern, her concerns. She has many concerns and I think all of them are valid, but it's not just, I don't want another baby. Exactly. It's like an actual self yes preservation thing meredith's obvious because she she is open in the fact that she's asking her friends advice so meredith without even skipping a beat is like you guys should 100 percent go to a counselor because he will this will eventually push you to like not a good space and you have to talk about it and resolve it or else it will get worse right. and that was great advice because what else and could like- you do And at the end of the episode, there's this scene where they're going cross country skiing, which by the way, I think looks like one of the most miserable activities. I just, Oh, I thought you were going to say it looks really fun. It looks so hard. You're like struggling. It's a struggle. Yeah. Sliding across the snow. Like I don't, whatever. Um, But so Dewey and Jenny are, you know, talking about this again. And it really just feels like he isn't, listening to her or isn't like internalizing any of her reasoning because he's he's like talking so much about all these reasons they should have like talking about they need to like repopulate the earth with good people and it's like first of all like that's bullshit like you having one more kid isn't going to change the world you know like this is that's not what this is about but also it's like he seems incapable of like understanding her like very real concerns and it's like he's like but i want another baby and it's like this might not be about you yeah the the issue is that it is something that they both like it affected both of them and so that they it is um affecting them differently so he's like we can't replace her, but I feel like there's still a hole there that they want filled, but their need, that is why where the counselor would come in because that, that isn't going to be the answer to what you guys are going through. And the fact that he was just spitting out um, suggestions like adoption and surrogacy. And then I, the sister wife comment was just, okay. Here's the thing. My jaw dropped, but what was the most shocking about that is because she was on Watch Happens Live last night. Yep. He said that 
that was the that was the first conversation. Like he has never brought that up before. So on camera in that moment, that's why that was a genuine reaction of hers. And I well, thought that was. And it was like, crazy to me because in the preview, when they showed him saying that, I assumed it was a joke. Like I assumed he was like, well, we could get a sister wife, <laughs> but he's literally like, he's literally like bringing that up as a, as an option. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, even if that's like a cultural thing that could be a possibility, the fact that he is like tone, so tone deaf to his wife's feelings and what she's like trying to express that he thinks that's like a productive thing to bring up in that moment. It's like his emotional intelligence is like on the floor. Okay. Also when he, when, when, okay, this, I couldn't wrap my head around when he surrogacy was like, no, because she was like, I just don't have the energy to, to raise up baby. And then he suggested adoption and she had to tell him, well, that would be the same fit. Like it would still be a baby. All of the other issues aside, she does not want to raise a baby right now, which is like a completely valid thing. She already has three kids. She's in her forties. He's in his fifties and their youngest kid, Carlin, the daughter, she's like nine years old. They don't have like little kids anymore. Her point of saying like, our family, we have a perfect, you know, wonderful family. Nothing yeah. is wrong. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like that's kind of what she was saying. There is, this is between a couple, the biggest disconnect I've ever seen in my life, like watching these shows like that. This was bad. And I, I hope that it's also something like we talked about last week where it's not necessarily something you want to talk about on camera. And this is so deep and emotional that I hope that people like the internet don't go ham towards her, this relationship, because it's, it is pretty serious. I don't know how they're, what they're doing or what they're deciding, but it reminds me last season on Atlanta. I can't, apparently I have Atlanta season 13 on the brain today because this is the second time I brought it up and it wasn't (laughs) even that good of a season. Um, When Drew came on the show and like her very first, storyline was the Ralph in Tampa thing. And they were getting so much negativity about their marriage from the fan base right off the bat. And like, I think as the season went on, people kind of saw more, more of the like different sides of their relationship and kind of got a little bit better impression. And I think they're kind of in a similar situation where it's like, we've, we're only whatever five or six episodes into the season. And I can't imagine very many people are like, Oh, Jenny and Dewey, like a cute Mm -hmm. couple. Yeah. And so I, I hope that they can kind of show us a better side. And I hope that Dewey can like get his act together because I would love to see, I would love to see the like positive side of their relationship, but like, damn, this is tough to watch. Exactly. And also the fact that I'm not taking away, I think it's important because it could also, you know, it's one of those things that can lead to bigger conversations for other people. But this has been a conversation already for like the past three episodes. And it's like, I don't, I almost feel bad. Like, I don't want this to be her main, like, it's not her storyline, but I don't want it to be like a lingering conversation for other people well, to watch. We're gonna see her get into it with Mary coming I am up. So and fucking excited for that. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see Jenny. Like, shut the fuck up. 
I'm excited to see Jenny like come out of her shell with the group a little bit. And I'm excited to see Mary mix it up a little because we haven't seen her really in any drama in a long time. So I'm excited for that. Um, She like literally hid in her closet for. I know. I know. And she's been like, she hasn't really gotten into it with anyone yet this season. So I'm excited to see that, but we, okay. We have put it off long enough. We have to talk about this Barlow and Rose double date and things, things go south because they're at this restaurant. It's like too cute, soon for a double date. Like we cute just Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Like I know Justin and John want to hang out, but like, the, I mean, like same with the silk class. It's like Whitney and Lisa are pretending too hard that they are like BFFs now and that everything is good and things rapidly deteriorate when Whitney finds out that the restaurant is not only owned by the catering couple that was the issue at Angie's party, but the woman comes to the table, Aubrey. And the first thing she says is, yeah, well, you know, we couldn't do Angie's event because we can't go on Fridays. We have to be at the restaurant. And Whitney, I think like, while I think she is a little bit jumping to conclusions about what actually happened with Angie's event. Like, I think she doesn't really have all the facts there. I think she totally is justified that she feels kind of set up at this dinner. Cause she's like, wait, 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 wait. Like you invited me to a random restaurant that I find out not only is owned by them, but then she comes to the table and immediately is like telling, you know, saying Lisa's side of the story. It's like, what's going on here? Cause there wasn't even like a hi, how are you? It was like, how's everything? Like what's going on? It was the girl seemed so fucking nervous that she just had word vomit and spit out like what Lisa allegedly told her to say. Right. Like it's literally like a, when like the hostage is reading off the note card and it's like, I, I have to say that Lisa, I, I couldn't do Angie's party because it was a, yeah. a Friday and I had to be at the restaurant and that's the only thing that happened. And I, I uh, this Angie stuff is crazy. And it's like, you didn't even like introduce yourself. Exactly. And of course, typical Lisa, she was like, what? What? I'm so confused right now. I'm so confused. Why are you always confused? You, why? Yeah, like I, do, okay. So if I'm being completely honest, I don't think Lisa told them to cancel on Angie. Like, I don't think that that's how it went down. I think that Lisa posted some pretty convincing receipts in that regard, whatever, like maybe she did, maybe she didn't personally. I don't think she did, but like this situation is weird at the dinner and for Whitney to call it out, I think is like kind of justified. Cause she's like, wait, like, why are we doing this right now? Like we literally said, we're not going to talk about this. And then for Lisa to act like so uh, like offended and shocked and for her to be like, Whitney thinks she's on like CSI Salt Lake city or something like what? Like, why are you always like trying to get to the bottom of things? And it's like, because you're being shady. Like it's weird that they came up to the table and we're like, immediately talking about Angie. Like, that's strange. That's weird. The man behavior. was like, that's not, that's not what happened. It's not what happened. It's not what right, happened. Like, <laughs> why can't we just like enjoy our dinner? And like, if you want to come introduce yourselves and like say, hi, that's one thing. But like, I don't like, 
I think it's always like a little bit bullshit when housewives are like, okay, so we made up and we're never going to speak about the past again because it's like, yeah, right. yes, you are. That's why you're here. But like, I do think that Whitney is, I think that Whitney is like correct to be like, why are we doing this now? Yeah, they, but they did. She was like, absolutely not. Like we're moving on Lisa, like we're moving on. And I liked, I thought Whitney handled this like amazing. She did her little dance. She was like clearing the aura really quick, like getting herself back. And then they took a shot. They moved on and like, we'll see. And Whitney even said, she was like, I don't, we're okay right now. She's like, but I do not trust her. Like we are not good. A hundred percent good right now. So I'm glad that she is still like, you know, has a little bit of. Yeah, I think this is probably a little more realistic position now, because I feel like at the beginning of this episode, they were like, everything's good. And I think for them to be a little bit more like, okay, we're working on it is like, that's the correct. That's where they actually are in their relationship. Exactly. So, okay. Question for you. Okay. If you received a diamond snowflake necklace. Oh God. Would all, would everything be fine and dandy? Um, Cause what some people would say is that is buying friendship and not it depends on, on the it. specifics of the situation. I would of course be appreciative of a nice gift. Um, but I, yeah, Jen, Jen looks a little desperate and especially knowing what we know now, it's like, that is so want, hard knowing what we know now and watching these episodes. It's really like, I don't bad. Want your, I don't want your blood diamonds. Like, keep it. Your fraud that is diamonds. So, yeah, no, for real. She's like literally, and it's every scene is her and Stuart. So it makes it look I even know. worse because it's and like. that was her, that uh, was like her, one of her only scenes this week. I She had the scene with like her, well, with like Omar and Sharif, but like yeah. she didn't have any scenes with any of the other women. And so it's like, okay, Jen. Remember a few weeks ago when she like didn't know how old Omar was and like, yeah. okay, it was funny, whatever. But then this week when I was like, wait, does she, does she think he's in elementary school? Like when she was like, She's like I yeah, want to come to the school and volunteer. Yeah. And also like, I'm going to pick you up and drive you to school. And Sharif was like, well, he, he drives like he's in high school. He's going to drive himself to school. And like the amount of time when I think about it, I'm like, my parents didn't ever come to my high school. Like, she wanted to decorate his locker. To, like something wasn't right there. My parents only came to my high school when it was like, parent-teacher conferences and like, like my teacher specifically when I was in a play like <laughs> yeah like they weren't they weren't just like dropping by the school to like do a bake sale or yeah something. I'm sorry he looked so uncomfortable in that scene that I was like end it end it he does not right. want to be on camera like, when she was like I want you to tell me that you want me to come to your school and he's like well that would be a lie I love Omar. She's like, hey, boys, what are you doing? Working out. And they're jump roping on like one piece of concrete. I was like, guys, let's go to the front. I can't with Jen. Chateau, please. Oh, my God. Well, okay. We have. Wow. We've covered a lot today. Um, Yes. (laughs) um, But this was such a fun episode. Uh, Don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen. So you don't miss any of our fabulous episodes um follow us on instagram at bravo by betches of course and just be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer 
Guest Booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.